Once again, welcome to another live broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I came to want to bless the Lord for another glorious day. This is the day of the Lord. We want to appreciate God for his mercy, his goodness, and his love in our life. Wherever you are connecting or you'll be joining us from this morning, once again, it's a great privilege to share this platform, to share this moment, to share this time with you. Let's pray together. Let's seek the heart of God. Let's seek the mind of God. I believe once again this morning, the Spirit of the Lord will take us further into His heart, into His desired intention for our day, for our, our time. I believe the Lord is speaking expressly to His church. There are several things, amen, that we need to consider even in this new day of uh, restructuring, a time where we are, you know, re-evaluating and of course allowing the Spirit of God to imprint his, his desire and his intention again in our hearts. I believe that as we continue to yield to the voice of the Spirit and allow the Lord, amen, to guide us and to instruct us, that we will become that church, that house, that citadel where his glory can manifest through. So once again, I want to specially welcome you. Before we go into prayer this morning, allow me once again to appreciate your effort, your commitment, and your desire to want to pursue amen the intentions of god particularly to those out there who are you know uh, searching and seeking and gleaning that which the lord is bringing through this auspice through this platform i want to really appreciate you i see that the lord is helping us and we pray that he will continue to grace us our desire in the potter's gate is to continually uh, release, if you will, resources, materials, and reference, you know, that will allow the body of Christ to move further to that place where we all can function within the parameter of our calling and purpose. So whatever has led you to this platform, I pray the Spirit of God will continue to enrich you, continue to build you, continue to empower you, develop you, that the things that we are saying will continue to, you know, bring, uh, if you will, a, a relevancy and 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 if you will let this word continue to bring direction and insight and uh, let this word continue to empower you and develop you and for those who are looking for you know a place where they, the, the, the 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 word can resonate with what they are doing in terms of ministry it is my prayer that what we are proclaiming and declaring will continue to yes uh, uh compliment and and also uh, affirm the things god is committed into your into your life into your ministry so let us begin amen to allow the spirit of god to guide us and to continually help us to function fully into that which amen he has ordained us to you know to carry out in this season in time want to bless the lord for your life i pray this morning once again that his word will be enriched in every area of your life that the word will bring you you know strength and grace and direction i pray that this word will bring hope i pray this word this morning will bring tranquility joy whatever you need this word amen to do in your life in terms of you know god's purpose i pray that this word indeed will will meet you at that point of need it is my prayer that this word will bring healing will bring healing to the church to the body of christ corporately we all need this healing we need to come back to the place amen of truth we need to come back to the place of total of focus in the things of god in the ways of god we, we pray that this word will continue to empower us and endow us let us pray father we honor you once again this day thank you father for your spirit thank you for your voice thank you for the spirit of your son jesus christ our lord and our savior yes that is a life in in our time in our day that is at work within the mess yes that we have found ourselves 
Thank you, Lord, that you have not left us as orphans. You have not left, left us, oh God, yes, as wanderers. No, your spirit is bringing us to the place, yes, of guidance. You're, you're bringing us to the place of direction. And so once again, we thank you. We honor you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in our day. Thank you for lifting us up. Thank you for bringing us to the place of clarity. Thank you for bringing us to the place where we can walk in obedience. We, we declare this morning that we surrender. We yield ourselves to what you demand for this glorious day. As we corporately come together and pray and seek your face and seek your mind. I pray this morning, Lord, that there will be, yes, oh God, an affirmation, a confirmation, a development, an empowerment, yes, Father, of your spirit in our life. That indeed, oh God, this word, oh God, will continually build your church. You said you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail. We thank you. We honor you this morning as your word, yes, meets us where we, where we are. May this word continue to change and demand, yes, change in our life in every area, Father. We pray that this word will empower, endow us, endure us. This word, oh God, will elevate us into a new dimension where we can see with clarity that, Lord, your light will flood our, our innermost being, yes, Father, that your will, Father, will find inroad. Your word, oh God, your counsel will prosper in our lives, in our hands. We thank you this morning that our feet will be anointed to go forth in the name of jesus we bless you for what your spirit yes is emphasizing in this new day regarding this season in time we thank you father that in this word father we will find all that we need as we continue to seek your kingdom and your righteousness oh father we pray oh god at your will we find inroad in our life as we continue to seek your kingdom and your righteousness we pray Lord, that will be filled. Our desires that will be filled, oh God. Bread of heaven, that you will feel us. You will feed us. We want to come to your table once again and partake of the word, the word, the word of life. Uh, give us, oh God, the, the desire, the, the appetite, the longing, oh God, yes, to be a people, oh God, who is seeking, who is pursuing you. Give us the appetite for your presence, for your glory, for your presence, for your counsel, for your will. May every area of our life this morning find, yes, that point, that place where you can walk through, you can flow through. This is my prayer this morning. Open our minds, open our hearts, open our lives. Grant us grace. Help us to see with new vision, revelation, oh God, the ascended Christ seated. We bless you. We honor you this morning. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Once again, I want to welcome you if you are joining us this morning. We want to bless the Lord for another glorious day, another time in the presence of God. Well, the Lord has been speaking expressly to us. And this, you know, uh, expression are coming from various, uh, uh, if you will, uh, various frequency. It's, it's like what I feel in my spirit is like, you know, we have four streams flowing at the same time, concurrently flowing at the same time into our spirit, into our space. So please uh, uh, pardon me if, if we touch one dimension today and the next day we seem to be going you know, to another uh, a reality, another dimension, another frequency. Please, I'm just trying to follow all right? you know, the, the leading of the, of the Spirit of God. The days, the nature of the days that we live in demands amen, that we are open, that we open every aspect of our life. We open amen, the doors of our life, the windows of our life amen, to the speakings of God, to the expression amen, of God. Uh, we, we have such a limited time and i'm saying that with all caution 
we have such a limited time, amen, to carry out the things the Spirit of the Lord wants to see manifest in our day. And like you know, amen, in 2019, we were given, amen, 10 years uh, 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 period. All right, we're given a decade to get ready, to get prepared, all right, for that, for that next season, if you will, for that next dimension. I don't know what that dimension is. I don't know what that next season look like. I have an, I have an idea. But if you ask me, I know it's not a rapture, but I know it's the beginning, amen, of the closure of how we define life, of how we look at life, all right? You know, we, we can see, of course, everybody can see that today that you know, the powers of darkness are already, you know, re redirecting, they're already reshaping. All right, the, the narrative of, of how you know they want to they want things to pan out. All right, they have they they they, they themselves have you know uh, if you will a picture of a future that they want to see manifest a future that is controlled all right by one system a future that is defined all right by one rule by one order a future where everybody will have to comply or else you will face all right you know uh, 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 the, the rot you know of, of 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 the elites a future where okay the, the the values of god and the and the and the and the principles that defines or human life or is eroded that is the future they they they, they, they have or and they're working towards that and they're doing everything or to reset the order to reset the structure to reset amen the, the, if you will the the, the, the philosophy of, of human life but we understand that amen the work of god is finished right from the foundations of the earth hallelujah the the counsels of god amen will prosper and his will amen will find expression in the earth so we are just being awakened to that which amen has been finished the work of god is finished all right the, in every generation there are people there are a company of them amen who have come into the ways of god who have come into the demand of god the intentions of god for their generation that make sure that that which amen the lord has spoken become a reality so it's not like we are trying to do something new all right the work of god is finished we're only trying to seek amen to re, re rediscover amen that which amen the father has has perfected we're trying to relocate that which christ amen you know fulfill on the cross of calvary and we want to fulfill our assignment by executing that which amen has already been fulfilled that's what the scripture says amen the bible says it is our duty and responsibility to execute the judgment that is already written so as we continue to live, amen, in the reality of that which heaven, amen, has established and has spoken, we will continue to receive the right resource, grace, and capacity. But we, we know, like you know, all right, that, you know, for, 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 now, for a period of time, the church has really deviated, amen, from that order of a life, from that dimension, from that pattern, from that spiritual, if you will, that spiritual, you know, responsibility that, that was committed to her. We deviated, we went into all kinds of things, we allow ourselves, all right, to be captured by all kinds of distraction, all right, be it in the in the in the in the in the field of politics, be it all right, in in the area of the economy, all right. We, all kinds of things have shifted us away from the direction from the position and if we had if we had maintained amen the place and the point that heaven amen has positioned us all that we need in terms of influence and and resource and grace amen would have been given to us and and in fact the lord is still given even when the children of israel miss amen the way and the path guess what the lord was still providing so the provision is not the issue it's not it's not secondary but we have made provision secondary all right uh, the bible says amen their, their shoe did not wear off in the wilderness all right their clothes did not they did not wear off the lord was renewing they was providing for them but he was not happy with them according to the scripture 
The Bible says, amen, in First Corinthians that, amen, he judged that generation. First Corinthians chapter 10, if I'm not mistaken, he judged that generation. The Lord was not happy with that generation. Why? Because they did not walk, amen, in obedience to his desire. God has a prophetic desire that he wants, amen, to see manifest in the earth. God has something that he wants you and I to carry out, amen, in, in our own day, in our own time, in our own season. If you read through the scripture, you notice how God raised, amen, prophets and apostles, amen, and of course the rest of, you know, the ministry gifts and grace, amen, to carry out his intention in every generation, all right? So in, in this generation, as we continue to look at how far we have turned away from the from the way from the pattern of god era it is our responsibility as one that have been graced amen that have been empowered and have been awakened if you will all right to bring the church back to alignment to bring the so that we can begin to fulfill we cannot fulfill god's intention outside of the track amen that have been ordained for us we cannot fulfill the intentions of god amen when we can't even hear god again when all right what we define to be church today is totally totally amen a misrepresentation a misre a mischaracterization of christ amen what we define to be church today is far fresh from what we read in the word of god so you know as 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 a prophetic voice what what we are proclaiming and declaring is that hey let's wake up let's return to the right path let's return amen to the right way all right we cannot continue on the wrong path amen and think we're going to arrive in the place of god's will it's not possible I mean, that would be foolishness to, you know, to, to, to start a journey, all right, and take a detour and expect, all right, that your detour is going to lead you, amen, to your destination. No, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. You, you, you are going to continue to round and roam the, you know, the, the, the mountain like the children of Israel for 40 years, a journey of, 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 of few weeks, all right, took them 40, in fact, they didn't enter the promised land. The pattern has not changed. So what we are talking about, what we are seeking to do, amen, on the Potter's Gate platform is to be a voice to the church, all right? But beyond just screaming and shouting, amen, we are also providing resources that will help the church, amen, realign ourselves that will help the church, amen, to develop, if you will, the right strength, the right sense of God's intention and purposes for her, all right? That's what we're doing. That is our mission, all right? To make sure that the church, amen, is not just returning, but the church, amen, is resource, has what it takes, amen, to carry out, to fulfill, amen, like the prodigal son. That is a story of the church. The prodigal son, amen, you know, I, I took his father's wealth, all right, claiming, well, it is my right. And the father says, okay, it's your right, you want it, you can have it. And the Bible says he went to live a prodigal life. The church has been living a prodigal life. And I'm talking about the church globally. Wherever we represent, wherever we are, all right? It could be a church in America, in Africa, all right? In Asia, all right? At least the ones in Asia are still a bit, you know, connected. And it is still hearing God. And that is because of the kind of a system, all right, that, that you know, that, that, that governs them there. All right? not, not, not everybody's got that kind of freedom and liberty. In fact, the church in Asia is more stronger than any other church all right? in America or in Africa. Why? Because they know that they must get it right. All right? they, know, they know what is at stake. All right? If they are caught, first of all, if they are caught, that's, that's jail time. All right? that the fact that they are Christian. So everything that they do, they, it seems as if the persecution it really keeps people aligned. But that's not the will of God for our life. All right? We don't have to be, you know, we, we don't have to be under you know, some judgment for us to do the will of God. We have to know how to yield ourselves, surrender ourselves to the to the desires of God, to the intentions of God, so we can carry amen, His will out. But 
the, the, the reality is that okay sometimes if if we if we get too fat eating too fat amen on you know on 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 the good of the land and we forget that we have a calling we have an assignment all right god has a way amen of of using his rod now his staff using his rod to correct us so if you will we are in a time when the day where amen we are seeing the rod of god amen bringing correction to the church bringing correction to our life remember it is your rod and your staff that, that does what that comforts me that's what david told us told us amen your rod and your staff amen it's 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 all one stick it's all one stick amen <laughs> all right we have one part of the stick that is a rod and you have one part amen that is a staff all right uh, your rod and your staff they comfort me all right so we have to embrace this ministry though it's painful though it's amen is sometimes you feel like you want to give up you want to you know uh, 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 run away I, I keep telling people this is not the devil this is god amen you know correcting and chastising amen his church bringing his church back to alignment bringing his church back amen to the place of relevance and sometimes that uh, requires amen that we we go through certain pain all right so so we that's the period we are in so let's not complain and, you know, try to look for a devil to fight. No, this is not the time to fight the devil. In fact, there is no devil to fight. This is the time to yield, amen, to what God is doing in our life. We have deviated for too long, all right? The, the detour is too is too sharp and far, all right? So so God is bringing the rod of correction, amen? Uh, imagine if you, 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 you've missed a path. You're supposed to be going somewhere. And you, you before you realized it, all right, you've gone so far all right in the wrong path you have to you have to go through the pain of turn, turning around all right and and relocating your you know your, your 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 track or your steps all right so we are in a day in a period of repentance that's why they say repent for the kingdom of god for the kingdom of god to come into our life again for the kingdom of god to find expression remember the kingdom is very vast we are still dealing with the principles of the kingdom we're still dealing with the rising of kingdoms amen and the coming kingdom of god the coming kingdom of heaven so there are three things basically or if you will four things that we're dealing with concurrently so i need you to really have the earring ears i need you to be open all right i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not distracted all right and i'm not you know confused about what the lord is doing i know in fact I, i'm still writing a material amen uh, with bringing out a material on amen the kingdom of god we want to understand what the kingdom is at least from that basic understanding we're doing that all right i'm i think i'm on page 20 right now if i'm not mistaken there about all right and few days ago the lord began to speak to us again about amen the church amen the the, the, the church of the acts of, of of the apostle amen we call it amen the the, the 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 days of the of the acts of the spirit the days of the acts of the spirit there are things the spirit of god is doing in our day there are things the spirit of god is emphasizing so that's why we say that there are multi layers amen of the of the speakings of god all right there are multi-dimension the expressions of god is like there's a stream all right we're streaming from the heart of god and heaven is speaking into different dimension amen that requires that demand us amen to you know to get right so that what he wants to do in our day what he wants to pour in our our day amen can become indeed amen effective god does not waste his resource the resource that was given to the church amen in the in the early 90s thereabout all right has been wasted you know into all kinds of things we see what men have built all right what people have done with those grace those impartation you know the the the, the you know the 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 the, the 
the former days, if you will, let me say the, the early days of the reign of the of the prophetic apostolic. We saw what people did. We did. Some people owned they, 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 they owned that gift. They built things for themselves. They became powerful men and women, all right, who, who have built a name and empire for themselves. All right. Some people use, you know, the gift of the prophetic to build massive things for themselves. While the kingdom of God is just there, all right, you know, wasting away in terms of, you know, building people and empowering them, all right? We've used the things of God to build something for ourselves. Now, that day, amen, God is shutting down all those orders. God is shutting them down. Heaven is shutting down those days. Heaven is saying, it's time for you to return back to priority. And if he will return, amen, he will continue, hallelujah, to correct you. And as he continues to correct you, he will begin to open your eyes. That's why they say repent, all right? Repent the kingdom of God. There are, there are dimensions, there are realities, there are, you know, if you will, speakings, there are expressions, amen. There are grace and giftings, there are resources within the comings of the kingdom. That what coming of the kingdom of God is pregnant is pregnant with all kinds of dimension that we will not be able to comprehend imagine the kingdom of if the kingdom of god ever comes into your space huh? god help you if you're not ready it either crushes you amen or he makes you amen an instrument amen that will advance the purposes of god that's why they say repent don't let amen the stone fall on you you fall on the stone now you fall on the rock now so you can be what you can be broken the bible says amen a broken and a contrite heart the lord amen will not despise the lord will not reject all right so before that kingdom come and crushes us amen let's fall on the rock Let's fall on let's fall on Christ. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Amen. Let's turn to the Lord. I mean, that's a principle we saw in the book of Daniel. Amen. Yes. When Nebuchadnezzar thought that there is none like him. <laughs> I'm powerful. I'm, I'm, I'm the ruler of the whole world. <laughs> they gave a they gave a vision to you know to Daniel. And they said a stone was caught. That was not a man shaped by human hand. That has nothing to do with human hand. A stone was, was caught. I mean, they've got a stone in heaven. That stone did not come from the earth. It came from the heavens. Hallelujah. That stone came from the heaven. Smashed the feet of that image that man has built for himself by the name Babylon. The image of Nebuchadnezzar, amen, was not smashed from the earth. It was smashed from the toe. The iron and the clay, amen. This, the false unity, the false church that we have built, the false dimension of life that we have built, amen. The, the iron mixing, amen, with, with, you know, with, 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 with clay and all of these things that we have formed, amen. Everything came down in one day, in one hour. So they said about Babylon, in one hour, hallelujah, the glory of Babylon will come down. And Babylon begins, amen, with the condition of our hearts. Babylon begins with the state of our, of our life. Babylon begins with the thought pattern, with the philosophy. All right? Yes, Babylon is a system. Yes, Babylon can, a nation can represent Babylon. But Babylon starts, amen, with how people think. When people began to, you remember the, in, in Genesis, the Bible says, let us come together. Let us build for ourselves, amen, a tower, a lofty dimension of life. Let us, let us try to, amen you know uh, uh, reach god in our own terms let's try amen to dwarf god let let's 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 see if we can find this god are you ask yourself why are they trying to build a tower to the heaven they wanted to go challenge god that is how powerful humans are humans are very powerful in fact the lord said that when, when he looked and saw what men were doing he said if i don't stop them Nothing will be amen, impossible for them. In other words, this thing that they're trying to do, 
they will achieve it. Why, why did God make such a statement? Because he invested that power in man. The power of possibility. And when, amen, people that are not reformed, transformed, sanctified, amen, get hold of God's anointing, get hold of God's, you know, resource, they can use it to build something dangerous for themselves. And that's what we've seen. We build all kinds of things, and that's why people today, they, you know, they, they, they're fighting. They don't want to touch the things of God because people have been used and abused. I've seen it. I've been in the system where you are used and abused. In the name of serving God. So that is a that is those are part of the things that we're dealing with. How to correct that, amen. How to win the heart of the people back, amen. How to minister once again, healing to the people. All of that we have to factor into this new day. See, that's why God gave us 10 years plan. All of this, amen, must speak into the restoring, the reforming principles of God. It's not an easy thing to restore people. It's not an easy thing, amen, to bring people back to alignment. It's not an easy thing, amen, to begin to correct, amen, a deformity, particularly when the bone structure, amen, has been, has been misjointed, has been disjointed, amen, and has taken a different shape. You know, something happened yesterday while, you know, we were walking on our site here in the house. The wonderful man of God that was helping to build, to build you know, our place here as he finished building the you know one part of the of, you know of, of, of you know of the house the blocks and he looked at it he looked at it from a you know from a, a vantage point he looked at it and he saw the thing was not straight and he called me he said let's let's you know prophet come look at this and we looked at it. it wasn't straight he said no we can't leave it like this we have to we have to remove it we have to realign it back and as he was showing me the, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, where the problem was, suddenly the Lord began to speak to me. He said, this is the same thing I'm doing to my church. You cannot just build and build if it's not straight, if it's not aligned. You see, there's a pattern that is, uh, you know, I, I hear people say, God, 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 God loves his church. God is bringing his church. God is doing, God, listen to this, listen to this. God loves his church enough not to leave the church, amen, in error. Let's, let's not, let's not, you know, try to play God and play, you know, the spirit. Let's not, let's, let's not overemphasize what we know is not true in the name of, you know, uh, we're not the Holy Spirit. Ours is to look at what God says in his word and to abide, amen, by the values and the principle. So if there is a misalignment, if there is something that, you know, contradicts and, you know, compromises the things of the spirit, you think God is going to overlook that thing. Why, do you, why, why did he speak about reform? Why did he tell the children of Israel to reform their ways? And he told them what they must reform. He said, reform your heart. And we understand that that word reform, it means to correct, amen, something. And, you know, correction, it brings, brings pain, particularly if it's a bone structure. Because that word, amen, you know, reformation comes, amen, from, from you know, from, from the direction, from the emphasis, amen, of correcting a bone structure, amen, that is not aligned. That's not an easy thing. So as much as, you know, we, we may hate to want to preach or teach this kind of teachings, guess what? It is for the, it is for the perfection of the church. Because we, we, we can just be growing and be increasing, amen, and be doing our own thing, but we're doing our own thing out of order, out of structure. 
So we spent another 40 years roaming the mountain, you know, preaching, you know, all the prosperity and all the, you know, God is going to give you, God knows what you're, you're praying for, you're seeking for, but you are not aligning. Your life is not, amen, pleasing unto God. So the voice of God for this decade, hallelujah, is I want my church aligned back to the right path. I want it straight. We need the eyes, amen, of, of, of apostles who can look at, amen, the church and say, hey, the, 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 the blocks, the, the stones are not in alignment. Thank God for living stones. But if the stones are not where they ought to be, somebody will have to fix it. So God is tearing the hearts of somebody like Isaiah, he's staring the heart of many others out there, amen. And he's saying, go, go, go. You see, it's, it's not an easy job when you know that God has placed this burden in your heart to do this thing. Because you almost become like an enemy to almost everyone. Because you're saying things, amen, that they don't want to hear. You've built things only for you to realize, but, but this thing is not the right way. But ah, we've built too far. We've gone too far. Let's just, let's just, let's just, let's manage it. You know, that's what we do. Let's manage it. <laughs> this man said, no, we can't manage this thing. We have to realign it. So he had to get the line straight again. I said, wow. And I'm learning. This is practical. This is, this was practical yesterday until that line was straight. You see, because you may leave it, but somebody will see it and say, well, what happened here? <laughs> that, that mistake, amen, will still someday reveal you, will still tell on you. That mistake, amen, the enemy is still going to use it, amen, to, to, you know, to, 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 to put you down, to compromise you. So you better fix it. I like to fix things. I didn't wake up one morning loving how to fix things. I just realized that it is the nature of God. Whenever God wants to do something, all right, he's always building. Whenever God wants to move in a generation, he's always raising the people that can build. And if, amen, whenever God wants to build, if he sees that what has been built, amen, it's not the right thing, he pulls it down. I'm not saying anything outside the scripture. He, he pulls it down. That's the anointing upon the prophet Jeremiah. He says, this day I have anointed you as a prophet over the nation, amen. Yes, to tear down, to cast down. To build, amen, and to plant. We can see, amen, the intentions of God within the way he speaks. So we cannot continue in, in the old way, in the old pattern. We cannot continue in, in church, church thing. Why, amen, what we're doing basically, amen, is just encouraging some tradition and religion. Where our life is not aligning to what God's word says. It's amazing how I've, I've seen people who are into building, all right? Their life itself is totally dysfunctional. You, you ask yourself, but you are, in the, you, are, you are in the business of building, but your life, amen, is not aligning. Isn't that profession ought to be speaking to you? It's amazing. It's amazing. It means that people are indeed hypocrites because if you know that your profession deals with, amen, aligning, building, structure, but your life is not structured in terms of your, your motive, your desire, your counsel, you know, your belief system, your philosophy, then something is wrong with you. You must be the most foolish person. Because you know that if you build something outside of what amen, has been given to you as a blueprint, you're not going to be paid. You're not going to be rewarded. So why do we assume that God will allow us amen, to build something completely different from what amen, has been shown to us in, the, in his word as our blueprint? Why do we think amen, that God amen, will accept anything that we give to him? God is not a scavenger. He wants that which amen, is accurate, is precise. And he's given to us all that it takes to do that. So we have to, as the Spirit of God continues to speak to us, we have to yield. We have to yield ourselves. We have to submit ourselves, 
is shaking everything that can be shaking amen within our lives it will start the shaking in fact he has begun the shaking amen from our thought pattern to our philosophy it will shake amen, our belief system. It will shake amen, our desire. It will shake our emotion. Everything that defines our life will be shaken to the very core. You can't escape. No one will escape this thing. You can call that shaking whatever name. You can give it whatever name. But I want you to know that it's not the devil. It is God bringing you. Amen. First of all, calling your attention. He wants you to know that he's the one doing it. Once more, I will shake the heavens and the earth. He will shake it and he's shaking it. He's shaking it. He's removing the things that can be shaken. The things that are created by human hand. The things that are created by human wisdom. The things that we love so much, we have embraced. But amen, do not speak to heaven's intention. Do not speak to amen, heaven's blueprint. Remember, God's intention for earth amen, is that earth reflects heaven. That is the intentions of God. The earth will reflect, amen, heaven. That's why the kingdom of God is coming down, amen. That is the intentions of God, that you and I will reflect the heavenly pattern. There is a pattern that, amen, earthly things must be built by. It's called the heavenly pattern. We have earth as a reference. So if somebody wakes up one morning and says, no, this is not how we want things to be. <laughs> and this is how we want to do things because we're in charge, we're in control we have the resource, we can do and undo we are not going to follow this God we're going to do what we want to do God, the Bible says he who sits in the heaven is laughing because listen, his counsel will stand, he's laughing what did he do? when men want to build outside his order in the beginning, Genesis chapter 6 he came down, Genesis, excuse me, Genesis chapter, chapter 10, he came down hallelujah, and he scattered them he confused them amen he destabilizes them amen they lost their language they, lo they lost the power of of community the power of communication yes the next time god will restore amen the power of community and communication was in the book of acts when a group of people amen began to hear the voice of god and began to move in a different direction from the from the popular opinion in that same day where people were coming to jerusalem to sacrifice it was called amen the feast amen of pentecost people were coming to jerusalem with all kinds of animals to sacrifice it was like you know like they would do their bazaar you know in, in these traditional churches people were coming with all kinds of things it was you know everything was rowdy and crazy jerusalem yes is the place of the birthing of the things of god the lord was speaking to me this morning about jerusalem people were coming to jerusalem to sacrifice because that's the that's the place that God has chosen. People were coming on a pilgrim, amen. As people still go to Jerusalem on, on, on pilgrim, that's how it was back in those days. People were people were traveling. The ones that cannot come with their ram, all right. The rams were already prepared in Jerusalem. You just go there and buy it, all right. Because the priest must walk. You understand? But within that, amen. Within that order that has become obsolete. Because the people did not understand that John has come and he has he has proclaimed obsolescy, amen, to that order. From the days of John the Baptist, amen, the scripture says the kingdom of, of the, the message of the kingdom is being preached and people are pressing into it. But it seemed those guys did not get the memo that the pattern has changed, that the order has changed, that God is no longer in the temple of men. 
That God is no longer a man in that ceremony that they are doing. That the tradition do no longer have the authority and the power, amen, to define people as clean, as sanctified. Many who came to Jerusalem on that day would have gone home disappointed because the, their prayer would not have been answered. Why? Because God has shifted his address. He has shifted. He has, he's no longer within the temple. He's not in the house. A place called the upper room. 120 people were in the upper room. Is there in the same scripture that you're reading? Bible says, amen, 120 people were there in the upper room. While, amen, concurrently people were in Jerusalem. It was rowdy. It was crowded like this in Jerusalem. I mean, it's like people are walking on each other's head because, you know, it's sacrifice. It's, you know, they do this yearly. It's a yearly sacrifice. Everybody's coming, you know. How are you doing? Long time. The last time we saw was last year. Yes, everybody was doing that. It was, it was buying and selling. This is what Jesus said. You have turned my father's house, amen, to a house of merchants. People have no understanding about what the Spirit of God is up to. That is why the work of a minister is to give the people spiritual understanding. Not just impart them with knowledge. Not just impart them with information. We love information. We teach information. But revelation must open the eyes of the people and see that, wait a minute. The order of change. The order of change. When John was born, the tradition is to call him after you know, the name of his father, Zachariah. But God has shut the mouth of Zechariah because he does not want John to be, to be pronounced Zechariah. So they went to the mother. They went to Elizabeth. What do you want this boy to be called? She said, John. They said, what do you mean? What's, what's John? <laughs> what's John? What do you mean by John? You should name him after, you know, you know his, his, his lineage, after the tradition. is Zechariah. The woman said, no. So they went to beckon on, you know, the, 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 the father, amen, whom the Lord have, have slapped or at with, you know, with, with, with dumbness. He couldn't, he couldn't hear, he couldn't, he couldn't speak. He said, give me a chalk. <laughs> he wrote on the, on the, you know, on the slate. He said, he said, his name is John. Suddenly his mouth popped open. God will begin to shut their mouth if they want to interfere with this new thing that heaven is doing. And what am I doing? I'm helping you to understand I'm helping you. I'm giving you insight amen, into the nature of the day. And this is not something that just happened today. This is something that has been occurring for the past 2,000 years. Amen. Something is shifted. Something is changing. Amen. There is a shift in the spirit. But guess what? If you don't connect with where you can see what has shifted, you will still be seeing the old order. Just like people were still seeing. Are you, did you notice that amen, Zachariah was a priest? Under the old order, under the mosaic order, while John was born in the house of Zechariah, but John, amen, decided to move, shift away from that order. He went to live in the wilderness, feeding on wild honey and locust, guarding himself, amen, with you know, with the belts of truth. That was John. He was the he was the voice of one. God, I, I, I've told you this before. Whenever God wants to move, he moves within the obsolescy. He moves within the old order. God doesn't move outside. No, he, he will, he will, he, Jesus was born, hallelujah, in Bethlehem, in the same territory, hallelujah, that Herod was ruling. That is the principle and the systems of God. So we are not afraid of the system, we are not afraid of their wickedness. As Herod was seeking to kill this new thing. But guess what? The Lord was ahead of him. There is something God is doing right now within the system. In that same day, in that same Jerusalem, a two system 
Hallelujah. Was in operation. One has been rejected. The new was still very young. Still infant. It's called the upper room. <laughs> Some of those people went, that were in the upper room used to sacrifice. Used to bring their, their, you know, their bulls, their, their rams, amen, their turtle doves, their pigeons. They used to bring it for sacrifice. Because that was the way amen, that they used to appease God. But God is no longer in the old order. He's no longer in that system. I'm saying this. Let the nations hear. And anyone who can hear me, hear me. The Lord is not in your ceremony. He's not in your religious ceremony. Search the word of God. And find, relocate the voice, the voice of God and the heart of God. In Jerusalem, there was a different order. In Jerusalem, the Bible says, amen, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, when the day of Pentecost, not a second that was missed, as the priest, amen, was slaughtering the ram, the voice of God, hallelujah, the heavens opened, the spirit of God, hallelujah, filled the house. The Bible says, like a clothing tongue of fire fell upon 120 people. Suddenly, God gives them, God gave them a new tongue. They began to speak with a strange language. It was a language of heaven. God changed their heart, changed their mind, changed their understanding. They began to speak in tongues. Tongues are two realms of reality. Amen. Tongues is bringing mysteries to men, saying things that men, amen. Suddenly, do not, of course, some things that men do not know, amen, that you know. But tongue is also, amen, speaking the language of heaven that the devil cannot understand. There are two times of tongues. But this one, amen, there was clarity because the Bible says, as people were looking and say, what's going on here? These guys must be drunk. That's what happens when God begins to move. Because you can't identify with what God is doing, amen, you conclude you become biased. You become jealous. Amen. You become prejudicial. They call it. They say, no, these are drunk people. Forget them. Don't mind them. These are just drunk people. Ninth hour, they're already drunk. Like I watch people get drunk in this, in this community. You wonder. When you're captured by a wrong spirit, you get drunk by those things. And it will disgrace you. But we're drunk. They say they're drunk. Peter stood and said, no, we're not drunk. You don't understand. You've not, been, you've, not been, you've not been tracking what God has said in his word. What you're seeing is that which has been prophesied by prophet Joel. If you go to the book of Joel chapter 2, you find it there. This is what God said that in the last day, I will pour out myself, my spirit upon all flesh. No one is exempted. <laughs> No one is exempted in this call. It's no longer limited, amen, to the clergy, to the, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to, to the, to the father or to the priest or to some, no. Everyone is called. I will pour out my spirit upon our flesh. Your sons and your daughter will prophesy. Your old men will continue to dream dreams while young men will see visions. What is God doing? God has unleashed himself. That is what Pentecost means. Pentecost from the upper room means, amen, that God has changed the order. God now, amen, has unleashed himself into human life. If God can find your heart worthy, prepared and ready, he would dwell there. 
the outpouring of the spirit amen it's not just about you know tongue speaking it's not just about a gifting the outpouring of, of the spirit of god is for men once again to reflect god in the earth i will pour out my spirit imagine god pours his spirit into your life you become a reflection of god you reflect his values. You reflect, amen, his nature. You reflect his standard. You reflect, amen, his, his, his intention, his purpose. Have you seen people that are possessed by spirits? When people are possessed by, by spirit, they do the bidding of that spirit. I've seen people possessed by the spirit. Of course, I've cast out many, you know, uh, uh, wrong spirits in the life of people. Many, I can't even begin to mention. People are possessed by spirit demonic spirit people are possessed by the spirit amen of lust perversion wickedness people are possessed by the spirit of mama whenever they see money they cannot they are no longer themselves they can sell their soul sell their their children for money that's that's people being possessed by money when once they once they touch money another god the prince of this world amen, begins to rule their life some people are possessed by pride. Pride is a spirit. They look down on everything and everyone around them until they themselves fall into the ditch without anybody assisting them. There are all kinds of spirits. Spirit, you find Jesus casting out spirit out of people. You can be possessed by the spirit of death. Families can be possessed by all kinds of spirit. You find that thing in their, in their lineage. The same thing that killed your great-grandfather is the one that killed amen, your, your grandfather. is the one that killed your father. The thing is the same coming for you. <laughs> yes. It's real. You can be possessed by all kinds of... You can be possessed by fear. Fear. When fear grips your heart, you can't do anything. You feel paralyzed. You think something is coming for you. Meanwhile, where nothing is coming. You can't enter into God's counsel and purpose because you are forever thinking. Supposing, supposing, supposing you are full of negativity. Fear, fear thrives on negativity. All kinds of, I'm just using this to, to highlight, to buttress the point that God said, I will pour out my spirit. God wants people to be possessed by his spirit, not any other spirit. When God, amen, fills your heart, when you are possessed with the spirit of God, you cannot but to manifest, amen, the sevenfold nature of God. You cannot but to manifest, amen, wisdom, knowledge, hallelujah, counsel, amen. Yes, the fear of God, power, all of these things, you cannot but to manifest the fruit of the spirit will flow out of your life joy peace temperance patience kindness meekness will flow out of your life you won't be hallelujah hating other people for no reason you won't dislike them when they prosper that's a problem i found among the colored community the moment they find somebody prospering around them ah they hate it it's a spirit you need to fight that spirit you need to learn to celebrate other people celebrate their blessings celebrate their prosperity celebrate their healing celebrate their don't just open your mouth and say oh wow no with your heart you have to rejoice in other people's prosperity you have to rejoice in their health don't seek the, the downfall of others don't go gossiping all around from house to house your mouth is moving from here to there you can't keep quiet you have to learn to celebrate and shut up.
You have nothing to say. Let the word of God minister to you. This is how God changes people. The word is not for us just to preach. It's to first change us. A word that has not changed you cannot change people. What testimony are you going to give? What testimony are you going to declare? When something has, is not real to you, how can you preach that? How can you declare that? How can you manifest that to other people? This is what is destroying humanity. Hypocrisy. We have to get rid of this or else the spirit of God cannot live in us. I will pour out my spirit. But there's a, <laughs> there's a big amen, a, a if there. If you're ready. If you're prepared. If your house amen, is ready. Can God dwell in your house? 120 people amen, received the infilling of the spirit of God. And God is still pouring out himself. <laughs> a spirit is what governs a person. If I want to know you, I have to know your spirit. I have to know what you represent, what your spirit represents. A lot of people can deceive by pretend. We can pretend to be what we are not. But the real you, amen, is when nobody is there. Yes, that is what God, amen, is pouring himself into. When nobody is there. When nobody is there to appraise you. When nobody is there to see what you're doing. What goes on in your heart, in your mind. What goes on in your thoughts. That is what God, amen, is after. It's not after what you, pro what you project. Anybody can project anything. I can be anything that anybody wants me to be. But one thing I cannot be is to lie. Is to pretend. If you're evil, you can't stay around me. If you're wicked, you can't stay around me. If you're ungodly, you can't stay around me. Because the light in me will expose your darkness. There are many today that have stopped going to church. Stopped going to some worship center. Religious center. Why? Because they are fed up of the hypocrisy. And that's what God is fighting in this season in time. That's why, amen, we need to have a people who are truly, amen, genuinely repenting from their sins, from their wicked ways. And they are turning to God. And when you turn to God, ah, you become a potential instrument that can be used to change other people's life. By this we shall know them. By their fruit, the scripture says we shall know them. These are the things the spirit of God is doing. So he will continue to shake everything in our life. He's removing the things that can be shaken. So that the things that cannot be shaken. I'm reading scripture. This is Hebrew chapter 12 verse 27. So that the things that cannot be shaken may remain, may abide. Then 28 says, therefore since we are receiving a kingdom... That cannot be shaken. To receive the kingdom means to receive the value system. To receive the philosophy. The culture. The lifestyle. The tradition. Amen. Of that kingdom. Because you can't receive a kingdom into your life. But you can receive Christ into your life. And when you receive Christ into your life. Amen. By virtue of receiving Christ. You receive this kingdom. Because every king. Hallelujah. Owns a kingdom. And every kingdom is governed by the king. So if you want to know the kingdom of God, get to know Christ. As, as simple as that. We can describe and continue to describe what the kingdom of God is and represent. But if we don't amen, align the revelation of Christ to what we're describing, sorry, we're just describing we have not come into the kingdom. Because the kingdom is located amen, in the revelation of the king. Christ is our king priest. 
It is in Christ, amen, that we get to enter, to receive this kingdom that cannot be shaken. When everything, amen, is being shaken, your business, your career, amen, your marriage, your home, your family, your children are being shaken. Because you have received Christ, you've received the kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's what the Bible says. This is the scripture I'm reading. But all of this can only begin to, you know, come into alignment when we understand act. The act of the spirit. Like I said, when we shift away from the traditions of men. When we move away from the general opinion. The general ideology of what church is. Church is not tradition. It's not going to, to learn some ceremony. It's, it's not going to bow down in it to something. It's, it's, not, it's not all these things that we're doing. No. Church is encountering God. Church is the place. The word church means the ecclesia. The called out ones. Excuse me. What have you been called out from? I just defined to you what the, the meaning of the word church. is called amen, from the Greek tran translation. Ecclesia. The word ecclesia means, amen, those that are called out. It's, it's not just being ecclesiastical. You have to be called out from the world system. You have to be called out from your own tradition, from your own belief, from your own wrong pattern of thinking. You have to be called out, amen, from doubt and fear and immorality. You have to be called out from pride. You have to be called out from yourself. You have to give your life, surrender yourself to Christ. Then you become part, amen, of the ecclesia. The ecclesia is the most powerful, amen, living spiritual system on earth. The ecclesia is the most powerful living spiritual system on earth. The ecclesia is skillful. The ecclesia, amen, is, is, is powerful. The ecclesia is in every sphere of human life. You find the ecclesia in politics. You find the ecclesia, amen, in the world of science. You find the ecclesia, hallelujah, in medicine. You find the ecclesia, amen, in how to raise home. You find the ecclesia training and transforming young people to become effective leaders tomorrow. You find the ecclesia, amen, in the world of sport. You find the ecclesia, amen, in, in government. You find the ecclesia in business. In every sphere of human life, the ecclesia is represented presented because the ecclesia is a government the ecclesia is a government is a is is is, is an ambassador is, is a is an embassy that reflects amen the ambassadorial mission amen of a nation and the nation that we represent is the nation of god the kingdom of god we have to know these things lest you continue to do things and at the end of the day it says to you on that day depart from me I know you not. Like he said in Matthew 7. I do not know you. You workers of iniquity. But then they reply. They say but Lord. Lord how can you say this? But we cast out demons in your name. We even raise the dead in your name. He says still I do not know you. You see because it is not what you do that matters. It is the spirit to which you do what you do. It is the attitude. It is the motive. It is the agenda behind what you do. Depart from me. We never had intimacy. We never, I never know you. The word know you means, amen, I, you, you never allowed me into your chamber. We never had, amen, courtship. We never had intimacy. We never had relationship. We never had intercourse. Because when you are in, in relationship with Christ, he impregnates your heart, amen, with his thing, with his truth, with his grace, with his life. You're no longer doing your own thing. You're no longer living for yourself. You're no longer living to please people. You see, I don't live to please people. I care less what people think about me. 
Let me repeat it again. I care less what people think about me as long as my thought is in alignment with what God says. With what God says. With what the word of God says. I care less of what people think about me. Because if you live to want to please people, I tell you, you're going to live to want to please amen, 7 billion people. How do you do that? <laughs> you're going to want to live to please 7 billion. How do, how do you do that? The people that you greet, they don't, even, they, they don't want to even see you the next minute. You still want to please them. You're never correct. You're never right before their eyes. No matter what you do, you're never right. You're always wrong. So imagine living your life to want to please those people. The best you can do is to love them and move on. You know, the kind of love that you don't expect a reciprocation. <laughs> you just move on. We live to please God. If I want to please people, I won't even be in this nation. I won't be where I am today, no. I will be, I will be in the United Kingdom. If I want to please myself, I would have been in the United Kingdom. I will be doing what I'm doing right now in the United Kingdom. But because I choose to please God, I'm here. That's what it means to serve God. Not to please yourself, but to please him who called you, who chose you to be a vessel, to be a servant, to be his instrument. One who serves God is a bond, is a bond servant, is a bond servant of God. You, your will has been laid on the altar. Your desire, hallelujah, has been laid on the altar. Your prayer has become, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. When God's will, amen, begins to dawn in your life, I tell you, your world will go upside down. You will think you are losing everything. You will think you have, you've lost all your... In fact, you are going to lose friends. People that are close to you, amen, they will no longer understand you again because you want to please God. Listen to this. You cannot want to please God and you are, you know, in good terms with people. No, they're going to fight you. Because what God will say to you, what God will be demanding from you, will be totally contrary to what people are expecting of you. When God asks you to do something, people will be seeking for validation. People will be asking you, why must you do it that way? But you see, they're asking because they cannot hear God. So imagine me, I can hear God. Now somebody comes. And says, but why must you do it that way? But I said, but you cannot hear God. Because if you can hear God, God would have told you that that is the way I want my servant to do that thing. That is the way I want Isaac to do that thing. But because you cannot hear God, so don't ask me. You go ask God. You are meant amen, to hear God. If you, can, if you cannot hear God as a human being, you've got a big, 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 big problem. Let me repeat it again. As a human being. Because you're created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. If you cannot hear the voice of your father, I tell you, you're in a mess. Because you, are, you will be goofing around. You'll be making, you'll be making mistakes here and there. Everywhere you go, it will be a mistake. Your life will be a reflection of mistakes and accidents. Because you cannot hear God. My sheep hears my voice. A stranger's voice they will not follow. The reason why a lot of people today are being deceived. People will go to all kinds of false church. False prophets will be prophesying to their life. They will in, in all kinds of you know, mistakes. Or because they cannot hear God. If you cannot hear God, you, marry, you will marry the wrong person. Today you marry. Tomorrow you're going to be divorcing. Because you cannot hear God. Today you'll be one business. Tomorrow you're out of it. 
Today you are in this place, tomorrow you are somewhere else because you can't hear God. You are, you are being moved by the wind. You are being moved by circumstance. Your life is a reflection, amen, of the weather. You, can, you cannot live like that. Come on. They said this is a hard say. Of course it's a hard say. They said who can bear this? <laughs> 70 of Jesus' disciples, they left him because they heard this kind of a truth. So I don't care if you leave. It doesn't bother me. But those who really want to go on with God, they said, this is what we've been looking for. Just before the end of the ministry of Jesus, the Bible says the Greeks came to Jesus. They said, we want, we want to see Jesus. <laughs> we want, I'm talking about the Greeks, the greatest philosophers of their day, of their time. When you talk about knowledge, the Greeks are defined to, to, you know, to pursue you know, knowledge. They said, we want to see Jesus. They came to bow the knees. They said, we've tried everything. It has failed. We recognize there's something in you that we need. Jesus lifted his eyes to heaven. He gave thanks to God. Friends, I'm saying something that will change your life. If you stick with me, your life will be transformed. It's painful, but you will be changed for the better. It will change you. It will transform you. It will metamorphose you. Hallelujah. You will leave the realm of a cocoon. You will become a butterfly. You will become beautiful. You will express the glory of God. But glory does not come, hallelujah, without trial, without tribulation, without pain, without suffering. You have to stand for the truth. What do you believe? What do you believe? You want to please everybody, you can't believe in the gospel. Because the gospel, amen, does not, the gospel is not a mixture of everything. No, God has a standard. He set his standard. This is his word. We stand by the word of God, amen. We live life via the word of God, not by how we feel, not by what somebody says, not by what Washington says, not by what Pretoria says, not by what government says. We honor government. We pray for them, amen. We, we, we continue to pray for them. But guess what? If they say things that contradict what the word of God says, we draw the line. Because government are people. The system, amen, of government are made by people. There is a God who rules over the affairs of men. <laughs> when the kings of the earth decided, okay, they were going to challenge God, God, God revealed himself. He proved himself. I told you, a stone cut without human hand. You can't fight God. If you think, amen, you want to fight what God is doing through this ministry, you're, you're digging your own grave. Let me repeat it again. If you think you can fight and hinder what God is doing through this work, you are digging, you will die before the work. The work will continue. Always, we, we're dealing with some spirit this morning. Because this is the work of God. Herod tried to, to try to stop the work of God. He died. The work of God continued. Nebuchadnezzar tried to stop the work of God. He died. The work of God continued. Amen. Come on. Pharaoh tried to stop the work of God. He died and the work of God still continued. This morning as I woke up, the Lord said to me, when you build in accordance to kingdom pattern, the kingdom will outlast everything, amen, that you stand for, that you represent. It will, it will outlast, amen, all his protector. The kingdom of God will outlast all his enemies. The kingdom of God is ever increasing. You can't stop it. You can't kill it. It's like a wind. When you think you've got it, it escaped. Hallelujah. You cannot stop this thing. It's a move. And the move is not just about the move. It's the person within the move. I'm pouring out my spirit upon our flesh. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that it's not something, another spirit God is pouring out? I was giving an, 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 an analogy earlier on. I said, have you ever seen somebody possessed? 
that spirit you know takes over their mind when you're under the influence of alcohol or some drugs you lose your sense of dignity that thing takes control over your life i've seen people amen on a normal day when they walk the street you think wow this is a gentleman but let that person be drunk the person will lie on the street Watch one of the men in this community a few days ago. How this man was, two guys had to, you know, take him shoulder to shoulder to his house. What am I saying? When you are under the influence of a spirit, you're under the beck and call of that spirit. So imagine, imagine, just imagine you'll be filled with God. Just imagine you are consumed by the spirit of God. You are possessed by the spirit of God. <laughs> Imagine, just imagine that. The Bible says he, he went about doing good while he was possessed by the Spirit of God. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth who went about. He wasn't falling around in the gutter. He was doing good. Goodness is a manifestation, amen, of the Spirit of God that indwells people. So imagine you growing in that spirit. You're increasing in that spirit. They can't stop you. They try to kill Stephen. Because of amen, what they saw Stephen declaring. Even at the point of death. Hallelujah. This guy was still revealing God. When you are full of something. Listen to this. You can't hide it. You can't hide it. But when you are full of church and religion. It's just two hours at most. You come back to your old self. You come back to your old ways. You go and pay homage to some tradition. By the time you come back. You are still the same old person. You have not changed. We've got, to, we've got to define what the ecclesia is. What the ecclesia means. If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. Not in church, not in religion, not in some worship center. If you are in Christ and you're in a worship center, the life of Christ that you carry, amen, will be taken to that worship center and they will be changed there. Your light, amen, will connect to another person's light. That person's light will connect to another person's Before you know it, amen, light will begin to leave the entire house. The worship center is not where God is. It's the people that God indwells in the worship center. That's what makes it different. <laughs> You've got to understand this, friends. The Lord is speaking to his church. All, right? all kinds of things is happening in our day and a lot of people are giving it all kinds of narrative oh maybe this is the end of the end of the world well maybe maybe we're hitting towards the end of the but the world will not come to an end except the gospel of the kingdom is preached that is what the bible says in luke chapter you know matthew chapter 24 this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. We preach all kinds of gospel. We preach amen, a gospel of man. We preach a gospel of system amen, that sits in Rome. We preach the gospel amen, of some people amen, who came from America. We preach the kind of gospel that is mixed amen, with ancestral worship here in Africa. We preach all kinds of gospel. We preach the gospel of mammon, the gospel of materialism. We preach amen, the gospel of you know, uh, God is going to bless me with God knows what. We preach all kinds of gospel but we are yet to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. When you begin to touch the gospel of the kingdom of God, you begin to fast track the nearness of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. If there's anything that is going to bring Christ back to earth, it's not going to be our prosperity gospel. It's not even going to be our gospel of healing and miracle. It's going to be the gospel of the kingdom of God. Yeah? 
There are all kinds of gospel people are preaching. They're still preaching it. And it has made a lot of people wealthy and rich, popular, influential. But you see, where you begin to touch the gospel of the kingdom, you begin to diminish. That's John. He said that he may increase, but I may diminish. When you begin to preach the gospel of the kingdom, it will diminish you. Before you know it, they, they won't find you again. <laughs> you, you will continue to shrink. You see, because the gospel of the kingdom, amen, is increasing. It, it, it's ever increasing. Wherever the gospel of the kingdom is preached, pride cannot be found there. Flesh cannot be found there. Uh, your agenda cannot be found there. Money, amen, is used to advance it, but money does not, does not take the position, amen, of God. People do not take the place of God, amen, but God uses people. Amen. You don't, you don't count and define and determine how things must be done. No. You fall in line. You fall in line to order. Amen. You submit to the value system. Amen. Of what God wants to achieve. When we preach the gospel of the kingdom, we are not afraid to, to surrender, to yield ourselves, to give our resource. Amen. For that thing. We are not afraid. You know. Because every human being understands their place. Amen. Is a regent. Amen. Is a, is, is a formation of the spirit. It's like, the, it's like the Bible says in the book of Nehemiah, amen. Everybody built wall to wall. There was a perfect synchronization. The gospel of the kingdom is the most organized, is the most organized gospel. Nobody will take advantage of you. Nobody can abuse you because it's the gospel of the kingdom. What is that gospel? It is Christ exalted. Christ is the head of his church. Christ is the one seated, amen. He's the one presiding over that gospel. Is the revelation of Christ, amen. The revelation of Christ is the arrowhead of the gospel of the kingdom of God. It's not just about the place. It's not about heaven. It's not just about, you know, go, you know the street of gold. You know, it's not about the antichrist. It's not about the beast. I say, amen, the arrowhead, the, the heart core of the gospel of, of the kingdom of God is the revelation of the ascended Christ seated upon the throne. Everything bow the knees. It's from that place that amen, we take our toe. Our life reflects goodness, grace, mercy, love. What are we saying? We're just tracking. We want to understand the nature of the day heaven has brought us into. We don't want anybody to shut, change this order. We don't want anything, amen. To, to, to be cloud our mind. We don't want to confuse. Amen. This thing. There are no ambiguity to this message. There are no ambiguity to this, to this mandate. It is clear. It is precise. It will help us to understand. The emphasis. That we should be investing into. Let's understand this. And we touch this thing. We die to the flesh. We die to our own ways. We die to our own agendas. Our own preference. No. Christ becomes our preference. It becomes what we live for. What we, what we, what we project. And if that is what everybody seeks and projects, guess what? The first strike is coming. So heaven is speaking to us. You know, various dimensions of spiritual stream. And we need to align ourselves to it. We need to agree. We need to surrender. 
We need to embrace all of the dimensions, the expressions of God, all of the faces, amen, of, of the voice of God, of the speakings and the emphasis of God must be fully embraced. The face of a man, the face of a calf, amen, the face of an eagle, the face of a lion. We have to embrace all the face. Everything has to be complete. We have to surrender to the wheel within the wheel. Father, we thank you. Jerusalem must be fixed. If we don't get Jerusalem right, there's no, there's no ends of the earth gospel. <laughs> the gospel cannot go to the ends of the earth. We have to fix the beginning again. It's from Jerusalem that we launch out. It's from Jerusalem that the Antioch church can be birthed. It's from Jerusalem that we can reach, amen, all the seven churches in Asia. If we don't get it fixed, nothing is going to... And you are the Jerusalem that God is talking about. It's not some physical location somewhere. That's just a blueprint, a pattern, it's symbolic. As Jesus stood at the gate of Jerusalem, he wept over what he saw. Because they've been captured by a wrong spirit. They've allowed amen, the, 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 the presence of the Roman Empire to shift their focus from what God amen, is requiring and demanding. So we have to understand this. Jerusalem must be fixed. Luke chapter 19 verse 41. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if, if you, even you, had only known this day what will bring your peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Excuse me. What is it that is hidden from us? That is, what, is the, what is that thing that has beclouded us that we cannot see the things we ought to see? Amen. Because if you can't see things, how do you fix it? As Jesus came to Jerusalem, the place where his church will be birthed, the place where, amen, the things of God is going to move on to the nations, he wept over it as he looked at that city. He wept over it. And business continued as usual. Nobody bothers. <laughs> Just like a lot of people are going to wake up this morning, you know, going to suit up, going to get ready, you know, going to do what we need to do. <laughs> And Jesus is looking and he's weeping over this church. He's weeping. He said, if only you know, they have lost the sense, amen, of revelation, of insight, of discernment. If only you know. Even you, Jerusalem, if only you know. What will make for your peace? They didn't even know that they are, they are, they've been captured. They've been hemmed around. This is what Jesus said. Listen to this. Let me read it. As he approached Jerusalem and he saw the city, he wept over it. And said, if you, even you, had only known this day what will, what will bring you peace. But now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come. Prophetic. The days will come. The days will come. It, it, that day has not come yet, but it's coming. It's coming. I told you about the rising of kingdoms. There are kingdoms rising, coming, amen, to hem Jerusalem in. To hem the church in. The days are coming. Why? Because Jerusalem does not know. So how can Jerusalem prepare? 
when Jerusalem is caught up doing all kinds of things, how can Jerusalem be prepared? How can, listen, the Bible said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the ends of the earth. But the gospel begins from Jerusalem to Judea, from Judea to Samaria, from Samaria then to the uttermost part. That is the progression, amen. That is the principle of the advancement of the things of God. So the beginning point will define and determine the end point. So there is no preaching, amen, to the ends of the ends of the earth if the church in Jerusalem is weak and shallow and blind, amen, and crippled. So we have to fix the Jerusalem church. Now say that Jerusalem church, amen, is a, is a type of our, our life. What, what is in our heart? Out of the heart proceed. We looked at that principle few, few, uh, last week. Out of the heart proceed. It's not what goes into the, into the, into the mouth that defiles the man. No, it's what comes out. What was coming out of Jerusalem has been defiled. The days are coming when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you, amen, and dash you to the ground, you and your children within your walls, within your so-called safe walls, they will dash you to the ground. The enemy is aiming you. You see, you see how they're closing in on the church. You can't, you can't say that. You can't preach that. You can't talk about that. If you say that, Facebook will shut you down. If you say that, they will, they will, you know, they will cut you off. They are do, they're already doing it. Twitter just blocked, you know, one of the, one of the key voices that I know in our, in our generation, Dr. Brown, if they blocked him. When you begin to, when, you, when they see that the values of what you're declaring, amen, is standing against their agenda. Remember I told you that there are kingdoms rising and they have an agenda. The kings, amen, Upon these kingdoms, they have an agenda. The woman who rides, amen, on a scarlet, who, who wears a scarlet robe riding upon the beast, she's got an agenda, amen. Babylon has got an agenda. But unfortunately, Jer Jerusalem does not even think that she's got an enemy. This is the dilemma of the church. We don't even know who our enemy is. That's why we began to look at the concept of rising up beyond how we define church. We have to change the pattern. We have to let the world know, amen, that what they, what they think is the church is not the church. We have to, while the value of the message cannot change, amen, but the principle, amen, and the method, the strategy has to change quick or else they will burn this thing down. They will aim us in and they will dash our children, amen, to the stone. That's what the Bible says. I'm reading scripture. So we have to wake up. We have to realize this is the day to build infrastructure. This is the day to build infrastructure. Infrastructure, amen, a multidimensional, you know, expressions of spiritual tools and material tools. All right? Whatever we have in the spirit must, must become, amen, something that can be used in the human realm. And the word became flesh. The word of God that is quick and powerful, shepherd, that any two-edged sword, amen, became tangible. It must become something we can use, amen. He say you must turn your spear, amen, into pruning hooks. We must know, hallelujah, the kind of skill that we need, the kind of technology that we need, amen. We have to build platform, new platforms, amen, that cannot be shut down. We have to build our own servers. We have to build, amen, our own social media. We have to build, and this is not to run away, no, but this is to create. We need to let the world know that we have wisdom in the house. The sons of the Bezalians must arise. Stone cutters must arise. 
We have to build, amen, this temple of the house of God. We have to raise the standard. We have to build, amen, the mountain of the house of the Lord. That is not some physical mountain. That is a dimension, amen, of our spiritual status on earth. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the people who live in it. We have to war for the souls of the nations. To do that, we have to look at the method that is required. That's what I've been saying. If John were to live in our day, how would he be preaching, prepare the way of the Lord? What way would he prepare it? Would he be preparing a way, amen, in the cyberspace? I believe so. We have to find, we have to go back into the world and say, God, open our eyes of understanding. That was what Daniel did. Daniel was a Jew, but he brought answer, amen, to the king of Babylon. I said, Joseph was a Jew, but he brought answer, amen, answer to their dreams. They are dreaming dreams that they don't know how to interpret. They can't even remember their dreams. But this is where we're coming. You've got to find the principle, amen. How, amen, the yeast in the dough can affect the dough. You have to find the principle of being a salt and a light. We cannot be that if we're still doing our thing, if we're still playing around. In the day where the, where the trumpet, amen, is sounding, we're just, uh, you know, st strolling and streaming and doing our own thing without even bothering. Jesus wept because, amen, of, of the oblivious state of Jerusalem. Jesus wept for Jerusalem because, amen, of the spiritual, you know, a dullness for Jerusalem. He wept for Jerusalem because, amen, of the blindness of Jerusalem, because of the weakness, of the lack of discernment of Jerusalem. He wept. If only you know this day. Something is happening today. They said to Eli, Elisha, do you know this day that the Lord is going to take your master from you? <laughs> Imagine if that guy is following, but he did not know. Many of us are following blindly. We don't know what's going to happen today. They said today, if you hear the voice of God, hamburgazayada. This day, when you hear the voice of God, don't harden your heart. You can be hearing my voice and be hardening your heart. I'm not going to, what's this stupid prophet saying? What is it crazy? You can call me whatever. But on that day, this word will judge you. You can't say, no, I didn't hear. They'll say, but you heard. The birds of the earth, of the air, they carried this word into your chamber. They told you. The word earlier impregnated your spirit. Your conscience was pricked. But what did you do to the, what you heard? If you hear the word, they said, don't harden your heart. As they did in the days of the rebellion. They heard the word, but it was not mixed with faith. So they were judged. This is the burden of my heart, friends. We have played too long. We have joked with the things of God. It's time to rise up. It's time to believe God to touch us, to empower us. We have to cry out for help. We have to throw away our guardedness, our pride and arrogance and our sense of loftiness. Pride will not ascend to God, friends. Who can ascend to the heel of the Lord? Canality is not going to ascend. <laughs> The ways of man will not ascend. Human wisdom will not ascend to God. Your doubt will not ascend. Only the pure in heart will see God. 
So how would it be this morning, friends? Father, we honor your name. We have to track all of this dimension heaven is releasing to us. We have to understand everything the Spirit of God is demanding of us. Where we need correction, we have to embrace it. Correction. Where we need change, we have to embrace the change. Where we need to discard things, we have to discard them. Where we need to turn to make total U-turn, we have to. Let the, let the Lord continue to engage your heart. Let this day be a day where you have opened your heart, your soul, your mind, your faculties to the will of God. Let this day be a day where you say, God, I open my heart, my life to you, my home to you, my, my, my family, my marriage. Whatever, oh God, I represent, my children, my business, my career, my ministry, I open them to you. I lay them on the altar. Everything that is not of you, I want your fire to consume them. Start afresh with me. <laughs> Start afresh with me, Lord. Start afresh with me. Don't leave me the way I am. I refuse to assume that I'm I refuse to assume that I'm ready, that I'm prepared. No. Search me. In and through, search me with your such light. Examine me. If there be any iniquity in me, you see, we can assume that we know certain things until the light of God and begin to the light of God begins to shine in that area. You don't want to assume in this in this day. We don't want to go assuming we have the strength only for us to collapse, amen. Halfway the journey. Sit down, eat, learn afresh. There are resources heaven has been given to us since last year to prepare us for this new day. Make it a priority. Ask for a craving. A craving for God and for the things of God. If anyone thirsts, let him come. If anyone thirsts, nobody gives you water if you're not thirsty. You don't drink, you don't appreciate when you're not thirsty. <laughs> there has to be a craving for God and the things of God. It's, it's no longer there in the church, I'm, I'm sorry to say. Even my own heart, the way I used to crave for God is no longer there. It is something that has happened to us. We have to continually cry out, God, baptize me with a craving. Fill me with hunger. You see, it is them that do hunger and thirst after righteousness that will be filled. It is them who do. We have to do it. To hunger is an active word. We have to do hunger. We have to hunger after. You see, as the deer pants after the water, when the deer is thirsty, the, de the deer continue to gallop, continue to run until the deer finds water. When, when, when animals are, are thirsty of water, they leave their comfort zone. They don't, they don't care, all right? Even if they are going to be killed, they find their way, yes, into all kinds of places. When snakes are, are hung, are thirsty, they leave their comfort zone. They will leave their holes. They will creep into your house if you are not careful. There's something about thirst that you cannot hide it. And there's something dangerous when you're no longer hungry. When you're no longer thirsty. When your heart is no longer yearning. It means you are, you are the verge of death. Have you noticed that when people are about to die, 
the appetite to live suddenly vanishes. When you give them food, they don't want to eat. When you give them drink, they don't want. Something about the other world is calling them. You don't want to get into that point except you're done. <laughs> Even when you're done, you should just sleep. By the next moment, you, you cross over. Hallelujah. We bless you, Father. We have to rethink how we live life, how we do church, how we do family. We have to rethink our life, lifestyle. We have to rethink our philosophy. We must not be caught on God. Our heart must not be caught. We must not become a man captured by frivolous attitude. We must not be captured. We must not be caught, amen. Yes, by all kinds of anxiety that is capturing the hearts of men today. We have to travel light. We have to have peace. If only you know what will make for your peace. We can have peace in the midst of war. We can have peace in the midst of trial. We, find, we can have peace in the midst of tribulation. We bless you, Father. Honor and glory to you. We celebrate this truth, this word. Your word comes to us, oh God, with such a richness. Thank you, Father, for the authority of this word. Piercing through every area of our life. Making demand on us to change because you want to use us to fast track your intentions in the earth. We surrender, oh God. Thank you, Father, for resource to continue to stand and proclaim and declare this word. You said, yes, stay in this land. Stay in the city. It's not time to leave. I still have a people here that must be rich. Paul stayed. For another one year, Paul stayed and he continued to preach in Ephesus. We declare the counsels of God over this land, over this nation. We declare the will of God, the purposes of God over our generation. We declare the word of God, yes, has no limit, has no boundary. Cannot be hindered or stopped. Let the word of God go for this day. Change the life of those that are watching me. Life and those, oh God, who will be listening and watching later. I pray that this word will make a demand on them. That they will not see this word as the word of a man. But they will see this word as the word of a man of God. Sent to split the altar in Bethel. The altar is splitting. The altar is splitting. False altars are splitting. We bless you, Father. Honor and glory to you, King of glory. Honor and glory to you, Lamb of God. We thank you. We celebrate this richness of truth. Thank you, Father, for a change in our life. Thank you, Lord, that the chain of darkness, of limitation, fear is shattered, crumbling. Yes, we are loose. We bless your name. Say, lose him and let him go. <laughs> Don't just lose him, but give him mobility. Lose him and let him go. That's what Jesus said after the resurrection of his friend Lazarus. Lose him and let him go. Let this word lose you. Let this word give you mobility. Yes, into the purposes of God. Into the prophetic counsel of God. Let this word give you, yes, grace to go forth and carry out the intentions of God. The apostolic intention. Let it be fulfilled. Be loose to go in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. 
All right, we've come to the end of another live broadcast this morning. Isn't the Lord faithful? Isn't the Lord good? We want to bless the Lord for giving us this wonderful time again to share this word of life. I want to pray that the Lord will continue to empower us, will continue to strengthen this truth in our hearts. Let's go out there, amen, and be a testimony. Let's raise the bar. Let's raise the standard. Let the world know, amen, that what they have seen is not what God has said. That the church of Christ is coming out. That the kingdom of God is coming near them. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful day, a wonderful Sunday, and of course, a wonderful time. If you're going to fellowship this morning, let the word of God continue to strengthen you. Let the word of God, yes, come out of the mouth of the man of God and bring hope, change transformation and acceleration to the counsels of God. God bless you until I see you again. Remain stained. Amen. Stay put. Remain blessed. Remain firm. Amen. Remain confident in the ways of God. God bless you. Bye-bye.